Everybody shout favor. Favor. Profuse favor. What does that mean, profuse favor? Well, it just means that uh, it's an abundance of it. How many know you've always had favor? The scripture says of Samuel, said of Jesus, and I believe says of you that you have favor with God, but it doesn't stop there. And because you have favor with God, you have favor with who? You have favor with man. And yes, you know, um, I was going to bring up again, I think last week I was in here, one of you, one service got heavy Moses, one, her, one service got heavy um, Joseph. I don't remember which one you were. Uh, so go back. I don't know if you can listen to both of them, but... Um, I think you put them both together and it was awesome. And so, um, but, but you have favor with God, you have favor with man. And what are we talking about? This favor that's on your life is not just for you. And you see, uh, Pastor Robert brought up, when uh, Joseph went into Egypt, he was there to save Israel alive. So the favor of God on his life was favor with purpose. Favor not just, and we're going to talk about it again, not just for things. That goes with it. That's just a part of it. But I want you to get the broader thing of what God is saying to us as a church. The favor on your life, yes, it will bless you. Yes, it will bless your family. Yes, it will bless your business. Yes, it will bless your career. Yes, people are going to go out of their way to do things for you. But it's with an overarching purpose on your life that you will be able to save somebody alive. Taking them out of the kingdom of darkness and helping them be translated to the... Now, the Lord does the translating, but you're the ones with the beautiful feet. You're the ones with the word of reconciliation. You're the ones with the word in due season. And if you carry that favor, and it's not just about you, you'll have glue on your hands, and you'll be able to pick up the fallen grain. Everybody shout, I have profuse favor in 2024. Now, you've always had it. I've got the word to tell you about it. But when the Holy Ghost declares something over you, you've got to declare it over you. So it is going to start working in your job. It is going to start working in your business. It is going to start working in your family. That People are going to go out of their way. It doesn't just say believers. People are going to go out of your way. And so here, even with Moses, there was Egypt where uh, these were, it's a type of the world. It's a type of the sinner. And at the very end, because Joseph has obeyed God and he did exactly what God said and God's favor was on his life. And listen to me, when he was in Potiphar's house, he enjoyed the benefits, but nothing was his. But the Bible says he was a prosperous man. But he's a slave. Didn't mean he had a bank account. He was a prosperous man in his situation. But it wasn't his. Because the Lord blessed everything because of Joseph, blessed Potiphar. He was a prosperous man. So it wasn't the accumulation of things that made him prosperous. But he enjoyed it all. He enjoyed the best in Potiphar's house until the woman messed it up. Right? And then he went to prison. And even though prison doesn't have a lot, listen to me, what I want you to get about favor is quit looking at the natural, quit judging your life by how the world judges your life, quit being limited by what the world says. Uh, It has nothing to do anymore because you're in the kingdom of light. You're a child of the most high God. You're an heir and a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to make it if you're, you can't have one foot in the world's kingdom and one foot in God's kingdom. You and I have to decide that we're putting both feet in God's kingdom. 
And therefore, the rules of this world don't necessarily apply to you. Now, gravity still applies to you. I'm not saying that God's going to even break any laws for you. But he will bend some things and give you favor. Right? Listen to me. And so what happened was, at the very end of all things... When it was time for the children of God to go, God delivered a people from within a people. And you and I, as a whole, are a people within a people. And we come up out of Goshen, where the plague doesn't have any effect on us. But it's time for us to move on. And so before we move on, we're going to get a transfer. Now, I know when Pastor Robert was preaching, he was kind of, but you know, that's the word. I see y'all going a little quiet again. Well, Pastor, they, that, what he said, people, that's hyper-prosperity. It's not hyper-prosperity, it's just the word. And you don't have to believe for it. And I don't know that you can't, don't, well, there's that sinner. He owes me, you know, he's going to give me all his money. No, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. But at the end, what happened? The children of Israel went knocking on some doors. I don't know how they did it. It's like, we're leaving. And the Egyptians were like, let me give you something. Get up on out of here. Here, I just got this new Gucci bag. You take it. Please, go. They spoiled them. But what does it say? The people had favor. And you have profuse favor. And the Lord reminded me, he said, and I told you, it'll always be double jubilee. That's a lot, double jubilee, profuse favor. He's restoring things. He's giving you favor. You have favor with God. You have favor with man. Y'all, some of you, man, some other things. I was just standing there. The Holy Ghost said, tell them again, remind them again that they're with their family, with their adult children to believe me for favor. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know if your child ever got hit with a stupid stick, but God has an unstupid stick uh, handy. Hallelujah. In one moment, they can come to themselves. In one moment, they can come to the, they can spout off this, spout off that. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't believe this anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Then suddenly... They come back to their right mind, just like the prodigal son of old. Hallelujah. Don't you fight against your words. You raise them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. You taught them the truth. The Bible says when they're old, they shall not depart. Well, pastor, it looks like they've departed. Well, the Bible says they shall not, so I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. The Bible says they shall not. And shall not, departing means they've gone off, even not believing the full truth and the full counsel of the word of God. You as a parent ought not stand for that. Now, I'm not saying you fight them, but you better fight in the spirit because you think time is going to fix it. Time is not going to fix it. What is going to fix it is your words. Preach it today. Hallelujah. So we're coming out with favor. Amen. And Moses, so Joseph stored it up to save Israel alive. God sent a deliverer with favor on his life. He had favor with God, favor with man. But all of them, you know, uh, Moses, remember, he didn't start out so good. Even though he was Pharaoh's grandson, he was a murderer, he was a fugitive, and he became a deliverer. Joseph was a favored son who ended up in a pit, uh, who went to prison, ended up uh, a deliverer. 
And so I want to talk to you about Esther. Do you like Esther? I love, I love a good Esther. So I'll call you all Esther men and Esther women. But I will say this. I will say this. And just like this young one was, she was raised up from a, a, a place. I found her in obscurity. I found her alone. I raised her up from a dunghill and set her even literally among the princes. So I will do in this hour. You will see young women. You will see young ones that will be, be raised up even from this place and sent around the world with the word of God in my, their mouth. And, and they will have glorious, peaceful shoes. And I will take care of them and they will speak for me and great changes will happen. I'm telling you in the last, what I was going to tell you, what the Holy Ghost said. If you're not used to that, that's a tongue and interpretation. The Holy Ghost ain't dead. That's not dead. So that's real. That's the Holy Ghost out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, you've seen, if you are new here today, you've seen a lot. I know. This is a lot for you, but you, you have seen a lot. You have seen it all. It doesn't happen like this all the time, but I'm not going to fight against the Holy Ghost. Whatever he's doing, he's doing. Hallelujah. Uh, you said, well, I haven't seen that in all my life. You've seen a whole lot of three things there and a whole lot. What, do you, what does that mean? God is real. God is alive. Quit playing church. Quit trying to figure him out. Quit trying to make him natural. He is supernatural. He's an amazing God and he's alive. But God is raising up women in this last day. There's a great company of women being raised up. And I'm just telling you, uh, ladies in the church, uh, you don't have to be a preacher to be among them. Here is Esther. Let's get to her, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's get to Esther. So Esther here, she's, um, she's an, an orphan. So I'm going to just read this, uh, Esther 2.7. And and he brought Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. So listen to me. One of the things I've been trying to get to you about favor is it doesn't matter your situation or your place in the world or what they call you. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter your education. Now, when I say it doesn't matter what you look like, sometimes I get some looks from people. But I'm going to tell you one more time. You can either do it the world's way or you can do it God's way. And if you do it the world's way, you can only get what they can give you. But if you do it God's way, he can supersede the ways of this world. I'm telling you the world is messed up. I'm telling you the world is not fair. There's a lot of isms out there, just like there were a lot of ites in the Bible. The isms and the ites are of the same. They're of the devil. But only God could get rid of the ites, and only God can get rid of the isms. And you can either try to do it the world's way. They can pass every law. They can try, retrain everybody in the natural. They're still fallen beings. They're still fallen human beings with the wrong nature. It is not safe. It is not secure. But you're not of them. You're an ambassador. And the rules of heaven apply to you. And that's what I'm trying to tell you through Joseph, through Moses, and now through Esther. It doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you're born. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter your education. I am for education. Get all you can, but let God do what God does. And your faith has to be in God. Here's an orphan girl who's of the wrong people group. Here's an orphan girl 
who doesn't look like them. Only I guess she's real pretty. Because it didn't matter to the king. And God chose her to once again save her people alive. Remember what Mordecai says to her later. You've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I'm telling you, the reason that favor, profuse favor is on us right now is not just to heap up things. It is to reach a, a, a city, a region, a nation, and the nations of the world. We have favor on us to receive things. Yes, it just goes with it. Don't fight against it. Just receive it. But understand what we're doing this for. God is saying to you and I, I've given you a purpose in the last days. Here's an orphan. Her uncle um, is Mordecai, or however you say his name. And her father and mother were dead. And so he's raising her as his own. And so now the king, he got rid of the old woman. Because she was sassy. And she wouldn't obey him. So he kicked her out. So now he's looking for a new one. Don't any of you do that. Because that's not right in the New Testament. But anyway, so he got rid of her. And it says in verse number 9 at the very end of it. Um, uh, um, he says uh, she was in the king's house. And he preferred her. What is that? Favor. Favor is, be, is preferential treatment. Everybody say, I've been, I am preferred. You don't even have to belong to a club. You belong to the club. And you are preferred. Say it again. Say, I'm preferred. And her and her maids, well, she already had people, she already had girls around her helping her. And she, wasn't, she didn't anybody yet. Gave her the best place. Everybody say, the best place. Why can't you have the best place? You should have the best car, the best house, the best job, the best children, the best everything. You should. Verse 15. Um, it says in the very last verse there, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of them that looked upon her. So not just favor with the king. Now the people that are helping the king and everybody who has the king's heir, everybody likes her. Everybody likes her. What is that? It's supernatural. Now I'm not saying you should have a rotten personality and be, um, you know, snippy and not nice. You should be, have a good personality. Let God get in your personality. Uh, but, but it was beyond that. They just took a liking to her. Come on, people are just going to take a liking to you. People are going to do things for you. Why? Because I have favor with God and man. But you got to believe that. It's not about your natural ability. As a matter of fact, your natural ability can sometimes get in the way because you think you're owed it. You think you deserve it. You think you've worked hard enough for it. You think you've studied enough for it. But that, that doesn't, that, that's kind of this in the kingdom of God. That's called pride. And that won't work. So you're either going to go all in on God or you're going to go all in on the world's way. Now, you can make yourself, you can pull up your bootstraps and work really hard in the world. And, you know, especially in this nation, you can do well for yourself. But if that's all you're going to do, you're going to get the same thing as a heathen. Come on, you're born again. You have the favor of God. Believe it. A am I for hard work? You can ask my wife and my staff. I am for hard work. I believe it's godly. Hallelujah. And yes, you got to put your hand to it. And if you don't work, you don't eat. But your hard work 
um, is not a replacement for the favor of God. So I have the favor of God, I have the grace of God, and it compels me to do what I do. I said, I have the favor of God, I have the grace of God. It compels me. Even the apostle Paul said, because of the grace or the favor on my life, it caused me to work harder than all the rest of the apostles. But it's not me, it's that favor, it's that grace in my life. Hallelujah. And when you have that, other people start to take a liking to you. Everybody say this, everybody takes a liking to me. Verse 17, and the king loved Esther. Uh Uh-oh, now he's in love. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor. She obtained grace and favor. Well, you have grace and favor. Come on, do you believe you have grace and favor? She obtained grace and favor in the sight more in his sight more than all the others. And so he set a royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of that other Vashti girl. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I want to point something out because I want to look at this story. And I always feel like I'm going to get way further down. So I've got two more sermons behind this one because I thought you would be ready for them. But the Holy Ghost is, is doing some other things today. But let's just slow down and let's look at what happened. So, so here we have Mordecai. And he is obviously her uncle, obviously an Israelite, obviously a Jewish man. And he's up high in the, the king's court. And um, so verses 21, 22, and 23, I don't want to just read over this because this is what happened. In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains uh, of those which kept the door were wroth and sought to lay hands on the king. So we got two guys within, they're going to rise up and take out the king. And Mordecai is in the right place at the right time to hear what he needs to hear to protect the king. Now you would think, uh, Mordecai might think, you know, well, nobody recognizes me around here. You know, um, I'm just, you know, whatever will be, will be. But no, he takes this place very serious, even though he's a captive. And he's going to protect the king. He's not going to talk bad about the king. Well, I don't like my boss. It's irrelevant. I could do their job better. Are you sure? He he didn't say whatever will be, will be. The king deserves that. He protected him. And then he told, uh, he he even told Esther, the queen, and the inquis- an inquisition was made, and they were found out. Look at verse 23. And they were found out. Therefore, they were both hanged on a tree. And it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. Now listen to me. Mordecai did this, and all he got for it was his name written down. He didn't get an attaboy from the king. He didn't get a party. He didn't get a new Rolex. He didn't get a a parade that day. He just got his name written down. In other words, if I did something big for the king, one might think uh, um, something was in order. But nothing happened. Reminds me of Joseph. What'd he do? Well, he told the, the, uh, I can never remember which one, the baker or the um, butler, I don't know which one. I don't remember which one I ever got saved. I think the butler got saved. They told him the dreams. But then they, they said, he said, remember me. I ought to be remembered for this. 
You don't, know, you don't understand how painful these dream interpretations are for me. But so remember me. And what they do? Forgot him. In the world, people will forget you. And you think you do something for them, they ought to do something for you. And they may even promise you, but they're not like us. They don't swear to their own hurt and change not. And sometimes people forget. And in this case, it was favor delayed doesn't mean not favor coming. Because sometimes in our life, God holds some things for right moments. And it obviously wasn't the right moment, so he was obviously okay with it, and they just went on with their lives. Well, you know the story. Um, so Mordecai, uh, this Haman dude, um, he thought everything of himself, and he arranged some things, and he was the t- chiefest staff or whatever, and he had the king's ring, and, uh, he, and everybody was supposed to bow to him. But, you know, as a good Israelite, like, like Daniel, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, you know, we ain't bowing to no kings. We ain't bowing to no idols. My, my, my people have a long history of bowing to cows and, and, and other things, and I ain't bowing, I ain't bowing, I ain't bowing. You can't make me. You can't make me. You can't make me. And what, what, what happened? Haman says, oh, I'll bet you I can make you. You will not disrespect me. You will bow. And so we had a little war going on there. And so Haman at that time had the upper hand. And so he said, everyone of the Jewish race of this people of who looks like this, we're going to slaughter them. And if you get one, you get 10,000 whatever's. And so we're in tr- they're in trouble because there's a decree. But God has a people always within a people. And he always has a deliverer with favor on their life. And that deliverer might just be you for some family, for somebody you know, for a coworker, for someone who's just moved in here, that someone's grandma, someone's auntie is somewhere praying and believing God that when they move to Huntsville or Madison or North Alabama, that they're going to get right with God. And you might be their answer. And so I don't know what's going, everything that's going on, but it's looking bad. How many know out in the world sometimes it looks bad, but favor is coming. But profuse favor is coming. I said favor is coming. Do you have favor? I got favor with God. I got favor with man. She had favor with God. Uh, Mordecai had favor with God. And they also have favor with God. But it looks really bad. See, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what it looks like in the world. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter their decree. One decree from God, one declaration from God will change everything. One word from God will change everything. Don't give in. Don't give up. And it's interesting to me. So if it's not, it's not just about the individual where the favor is. That individual has that favor, but it's for their family and it's also for the people. So the favor on their lives is like the favor on our lives. It's not just for us. Um, so how many of you remember that the queen Vashti, why'd she get in trouble? Cause the king called her and she didn't come. And I also imagine she was always speaking out of turn and basically he got a new queen cause he didn't like how the other one acted. And if you ever appear before the king without an invitation, you as good as gone, good as dead. And so the girl was like, you know, life is good right now. I'm I'm the queen. 
And I got all this stuff, and I got all these ladies helping me, and, you know, life is good. I went from an orphanage. I went from being an orphan, you know, in a, in a people group and a servant to I'm the queen. And, and still, the king didn't know where her heritage was, where she was from. And Mordecai, he said this to her, verse 14 of chapter 4, 414, for if you all together hold your peace at this time. Now, I'm telling you all, there's a lot of people talking out right now. There's a lot of people saying their peace right now, posting their peace right now. But if you hold your peace, if you hold your tongue, and we don't tell people the truth, the only truth, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, we cannot hold our peace right now. I'm not talking about you holding your peace I'm, I'm talking about you. What should you be talking up, though? You should be talking up the kingdom. You should be talking up God. You should be talking up the word of God. Right? That's the answer. And you have the answer. And when you go that route, the favor of God is on your life. He said, if you hold your peace at this time, th there shall be an enlargement of deliverance. In other words, he's heard from God, and the Jews are going to get delivered, but it may not be for you. Why would you forfeit your place in the history of the word of God? He said, me? Yeah, every one of you have a history. Every one of you have something to write. Every one of you have something to do. Every one of you is a, is a minister of reconciliation. Every one of you has a word in due season. Every one of you has someone to reach. Your job in the body of Christ is not just to sit and soak. Your job in the body of Christ, yes, get the word of God. Yes, become a disciple. Yes, help you and your family. But it's not just about you and your family. You, you and I have a world to reach of people who are lost, who are crazy, who ha have, have no hope. And, you're, and the favor of God on our life is to go get them and to pull them in. So he said to her, deliverance is coming. But it may have to come from another place. It's coming. How many know God is always going to get his way? I remember many years ago, it pops up in my heart. And since I'm not going to get very far, let's take a side journey. I was in the storefront some 30 years ago. And I was going to, and I had a, a guest minister in. And he was a prophet. His name was Joe Morris. And uh, the Lord woke me up and said, today I'm going to give you a word. So how many know Joe Morris is there? He's a prophet. I'm expecting Joe to give me a word. So the whole service goes and there's no word. And so I thought, well, maybe, you know, later. Maybe it's so big and glorious and grand, it'll be at lunch. You know what I mean? Nowhere, you know. But that day, a, uh, a couple in the church brought a minister who used to live in Huntsville. Um, and he came up to me, and he used to have a church in Huntsville. And the Lord spoke to him to move to Madison. But at that time, Madison was like 2,500 people. And he got another church that was already going uh, somewhere else. And he came up to me afterwards and he prophesied to me and said, the Lord says there's going to be a very large Word of Faith church in Madison, Alabama. It can be you, but it doesn't have to be you. It's up to you. But the Lord's going to have his thing. With you or without you, he's going to have his thing. And I'm telling you all, either with you or without you, the Lord's going to get his thing done. He's done it in history. He's not opposed to doing it again. He's always had a people within a people. He's always have, had a remnant. And if everybody else goes crazy, there's going to be enough of a remnant. He don't mind starting over. He told Moses, I'll start over with you. And this Ethiopian woman that nobody likes. I'll get rid of the rest of them. I'll start over with you. Come on, no, God can. 
Hallelujah. God can. But let's not make him. Let's be a part of it. Everybody say, I have profuse favor on my life. I want to tell you something, Esther man and Esther woman. You have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And the world has never needed you more than they need you right now. Jesus is their answer. But how can they hear unless somebody goes? Well, preacher, preach. It's not about this preacher just preaching. It's about you reaching your world. Amen? So Esther had, she decided to do it. Right? So what does she work? Chapter 5 is all about favor. Because in verse 2, she said, it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, that she obtained favor. Everybody say, obtained favor. And the king held out Esther, the golden sepulcher that was in his hand, so Esther drew near. So I'm telling you, whatever we need, whatever God sends you on an assignment, the favor of God is there to complete it. Whether that's starting a business, whether that's in your career, whether that's reaching out to somebody in, at your workplace, while you're at the football game, while you're at the basketball game, while you're at the ballet, whatever that is, wherever you are, God wants to use you with the people that surround you. And so Esther drew near. Why? Because of the favor of God. Everybody say, I have favor with God and with man. And then she said, then Esther said, well, I, I, I have a petition. And so the Lord gave her a strategy. Favor many times comes with a strategy. Because when you have favor, you have divine insight into things that other people can't see. When you have favor on your life, God is downloading strategies into you. Now listen, I, you know, I know in old Pentecost, they used to march around the walls of, you know, of the, you know, march around and have a Jericho march. But there's really only one Jericho march. I understand what people are doing and I'm not opposed to it. I've been forced to do one myself a time or two with people, somebody calling for one. But that was a strategy for that moment for that city. Uh, there was no other cities that fell that way. And then you can't, a lot of times when you try to employ a strategy that worked last battle, it doesn't work. So you got to have a fresh strategy for this battle. In other words, you got to hear from heaven. How about you got to hear from heaven? How about you got to let God talk to you? And so he'll give you a strategy. And so she had a strategy from heaven. So she invited them all to a banquet. And she, she invited the dude, Haman, to this banquet. And man, he thought he had it now just made with the king and the queen. He is in. He is in. The, the Jewish people have had it because Mordecai would not bow down. And so he got so confident that he built uh, places for them all to be hanged. He is feeling good about himself. And then chapter 6 happened. On that night, verse 1, the king couldn't sleep. I've had a few of those. And he commanded to bring the book of records. He's like, I'm going to catch up on my reading. Isn't that interesting? The king could have done a lot of things right there, but he decided to catch up on his reading about what's going on. And then he found where it was written about what Mordecai did. And so... It's so cool, the very people 
The very thing that tried to destroy you, the Lord often uses to build you. In other words, it looks like there's ashes. He'll just take those ashes and build you a platform. The very thing the enemy, a lot of times I see this in people, the very thing he tried to use to destroy them, to end their life, to mess with their family, the Lord often uses that and raises them up to be a herald, to be a speaker, to to help other people. The Lord didn't cause it so that you could do that, but he'll take whatever the devil meant for evil and God will turn it around for good for you use it for a platform. Because God's always going to get the last word. He'll either get it through you or somebody else, but he always has the last word. So this favor was doing something because now uh, the king says uh, to uh, Haman, he's like, what would you do? For somebody who saved the king's life. Oh, man, I'd throw him a parade. I, I, I'd sit him, you know, I'd, I'd get him all this stuff. I would do it upright, man. Because what is Haman thinking? The, the king is saying, what can I do for you, my mighty man? What can I do for you, my favorite? And he's like, I'm going to have myself a parade. I, I'm, I'm going to get some of the stuff of the king's. And so he has laid this big ordeal out, and then the king says, yeah, do that for Mordecai. (laughs) Now, at the same time, Haman has built some things so that Mordecai could be hung front and center in front of everybody so that Haman lets everybody know, I am large and in charge. I'm number two, basically, in this kingdom, and you will do what I say. Well, so that happened. And then Esther's like, let's go round two. Everybody come. And the, Lord, and the king, Esther had favor. And this is what the king said. I'll give you whatever you want up to half of my kingdom. Girlfriend was working it. <laughs> but she didn't ask for half the kingdom. Because that wasn't what the Lord told her to ask for. She wasn't there for half the kingdom. She wasn't there for half the kingdom. And just when you have this favor, you got to be careful. People start offering you things that aren't part of what God has for you. You are not for sale. You are not for sale. Oh, Lord. This so happened so long ago. But come on. I've had tests in my life as a minister. Somebody seeing if I was for sale. I had this guy one time, and he wanted me to publicly rebuke his wife because she wasn't obeying. And he brought me scripture. And I straight, we straightened him out real good. And uh, on the way out, he said, uh, he was a very wealthy man. And he said, because uh, we weren't in here, we were, this is a long, long time ago. He said, uh, I'm going to build that building for you. And I was, and he, with the money he had, he could have done it easily. He would not missed it. On the way out the door, though, because we he was leaving, he said, I'm going to build that, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to build that, he didn't say I'm going to help you. I'm going to build that building for you. And this is why I looked at him, because I knew what kind of a guy he was. I said, we was going to build that building before you came, and we're going to build it after you leave. You better know where your help comes from. No, I'm not saying the tests are over. <laughs> um, I think I passed that one. Hallelujah. Listen, 
she could have half the kingdom. That's not what she was there for. And she said, listen up, king. Somebody's trying to kill me and all my people. He said, well, you can't have that because you're favored. Who's doing it? Him. He got a piece of cheese <laughs> dripping down. Oops. That last bite of food didn't seem good anymore. And the very gallows that he built for her and her uncle and the children of Israel and the people within a people cost him and his family everything. Well, that's old covenant. True. God is still God. And if you live righteous, you're born again, you live righteous, you expect this favor. Now, if someone wants to work against it, that's all on them. I like this story so much. Well, that's Esther, Joseph, Moses. But I want to tell you this before we go. This favor goes on and on, and it's supposed to go from generation to generation. The favor on your life. One of the things that troubles me sometimes is I watch children grow up in church, and like even our church, and they don't realize how good they have it. They don't realize what they've been taught. They don't realize what's theirs. And we have to do a better job, I guess, as church and parents to make sure they understand. I, because of the favor of my life, you're living up here. You go out there, all of this goes away. You remember a young man named Joshua? What did he do? He just served Moses. He hung out in the glory. He was one of the two spies that came back with a good report. They are bred for us. We're well able. Now, one of the things about favor that I didn't really pull out today that I guess we'll get to, really for favor to be on your life, God has to be with you. He was with Moses. God was with Joseph. And you'll even see it explicitly written like that. God was with them. Is God with you? Come on, of any time in history, God is not only with you, God lives in you. But God can live in you and really not be with you. The with means that God, you are favored, that you're doing what God asks you to do. You're doing it the way he asks you to do. Uh, um, he's with you. He's not just here, he's with you. And when God is with you, then who can be against you? But I wanted you to know what he told Joshua, because Joshua is getting ready to go take the promised land, which Moses and the first generation didn't go in and get. God said to him, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. What is that? That means okie dokie, we can go forward now. Because God said, I, as I was with him. How many know that Moses, 
really what he was saying is, I was a friend of Moses and I'm going to be your friend. Remember Moses said, Lord, if you're not going, uh, we don't, I'm, I'm not going. You have to go with us. Because if you're not with us, we're no different than anybody else on the planet. And today, God needs to be with us. And God needs to be with you in your business. God needs to be with you in your career. God needs to be with you in your family. God needs to be with you wherever you go and whatever you do. Even when you're out having fun, I want you to recognize that God is with you and he could want to use you in a moment of time. You know, I'll just tell you, this is fun. Um, I used to be a chaplain for Liberty Middle School football team. One of the guys that was the coach went to church here. And so I'd go pray with the guys, little guys. And um, I'm just saying that year they won the championship, the regional championship. I'm just saying when I was there and prayed, they won the regional championship. The coach might have thought he did it, but I prayed. And so um, one time I was in Publix and these two little guys on the team was like, you're coming next week to pray, right? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. But I always remember... And you may not think people recognize you. Maybe I'm a little easier to recognize. I have to watch when I go to the football games. Because me and my wife get a little rowdy at football games. We yell at refs. We yell. Um, yeah, we do. We, we just kind of let loose and have fun. But I was at this Liberty football game, and they were playing the other school. And, you know, I had to pick sides because I'm the, the, I'm the chaplain for that moment. But uh, um, it was the score was they just scored a touchdown and uh, the coach, you know, you go for one, but he decided to go for two. Who does that? And so I remember I just got like so anxious. I just started praying. And this woman's on the phone next to me and she's talking to her husband because she's telling him play by play. She said, even, the, I didn't know she knew who I was. She said, even the pastor can't watch. Even the pastor can't watch. <laughs> I will say this, the night before the coach, the Lord told the coach that it was going to happen and to run this two-point play. And they won the game. What well, does it mean the, the Lord doesn't like the other team? Oh, he loves the other team. I was sitting in a football stand one time uh, at, watching one of the high schools here, and they were in the playoffs, and I was praying. I was like, Lord, come on. These are my kids. Have mercy on them. Let them win. Let them win. And he said to me, Mark, do you know what state you live in? I said, yeah, I live in Alabama. He said, do you know what they're doing on the other side right now? They're praying. <laughs> And I said, well, you like me better than them. But he didn't. And so in every situation, why did I bring that up? Because everywhere you go, people ought to know who you are and that you have a contact with God. And you may not think that anybody knows, but everybody in the work knows. They're watching you. And there's something about favor that your character, God wants to give you this favor, but your character's got to hold you there. Your character's got to hold you there. God is with you. Everybody say this, I have profuse favor from the Lord.